I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Thursday, August 11th. I hope you're having a great day and we are glad to have you with us. We want to welcome those listening by way of radio, 95.9 FM. And uh, those who are listening on our radio app and those on the podcast, we welcome you. And then those who are tuning in and watching on Facebook or uh, watching on YouTube, we welcome you uh, also. I do want to say this. Um, we had uh, some issues last night with the uh, radio. And uh, if you, uh, I, I guess, I don't know where, where the storm was the worst. I believe it was east of us. But uh, after the service last night, my wife and I and our family, we, we took the Fursos. Uh, he, Brother Furso uh, preached last night, his wife and then their kids and grandkids were there. And they were headed back uh, up to Lake Gaston they're, where they're having their family vacation. And so we said, well, rather than making them have to backtrack, we didn't go into town. We just went up to Gaston, went to Hardee's and had a milkshake and some french fries, you know, whatever, just kind of something like, just a fellowship. And uh, while we were there, it was a downpour, there was thunder, lightning, and all that. So, I mean, we didn't think a whole lot of it. We, the rain had stopped, and we're driving back across the bridge into Roanoke Rapids, and all of a sudden, we see flashing lights up ahead. We get up onto uh, Roanoke Avenue, and the, the whole uh, uh, town, the, the, the main street, the street lights, everything was, the power was out. So it was pretty damaging, but on the radar, it looked like the worst part was uh, over like Jackson, uh, maybe Lasker, Scotland Neck, Rich Square, all that. I don't know how bad y'all got it there. But I called Brother Nathan last night. I said, hey, brother, I said, the radio is not working. But I said, nothing on the avenue is working. And that's where our radio tower is, and the power was out. So if you experienced some difficulties last night and this morning or whatever, we apologize for that. But that was certainly out of our control. And uh, I'm glad we got some rain. Uh, we didn't get just a ton, but we got some. And, of course, the grass is green. And uh, everything is just a little cooler today and uh, just a little bit more uh, enjoyable. And, and God is so good to us. And I hope we never take for granted God's blessings and also uh, God's protection through the storms and through all of those things that, uh, that take place. I want to say happy birthday today to Jacqueline Glover. Uh, happy birthday to Murtis Hall. Uh, and Eddie Hood Jr. I hope you folks have a great day today. God bless you. Happy birthday. And then a happy anniversary to Don and Linda Brown. And then a happy anniversary to Jody and Jenny Jones. I hope you have a wonderful day. And uh, may God bless you today. I uh, hope it's a wonderful, wonderful day. I hope you get to do some special stuff and uh, have a party, have some cake, ice cream, whatever, cupcakes, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, we've been uh, hearing about birthdays lately. Uh, Kylie's birthday is coming up next month. Notice I didn't say this month. <laughs> it's next month, but we're already, we're, it's all we've heard about is, what about my birthday? What about my birthday? So I don't know, you probably don't take your birthdays quite as much uh, seriously as, as the children do, but I hope it's a special day and God bless you. Let's be in prayer today. Pray for our church. Uh, pray for our school, um, pray for uh, our missionaries, let's pray for our church members and uh, be in prayer for one another. 
We had a great service last night. Brother Jerry Furso preached a, a powerful message from Philippians 2 uh, about having the joy of the Lord. And that's what that book is all about, the book of Philippians. And it was a great message. And uh, it was a great, great service. We had Brother Ryan Vanderbo and his wife with us in the service. Uh, he's the administrator down at Wilson Christian Academy. And he helped our staff yesterday afternoon, did a wonderful job. Uh, we enjoyed just a wonderful service. It was the last night of the Summer Kids Club. They had a good time. They had a party and I had a Bible lesson, all of that. And uh, we're looking forward to now, we're looking forward to Sunday. And uh, Sunday is back to school Sunday. And I hope you'll be in church. Bring your family and be in church. And uh, let's be prepared for what God has for us. Let's be prayed up. Uh, Sunday school teachers, choir members, bus workers, junior church workers, nursery workers, uh, and church members. Uh, every person. Let's all be ready. Let's be prayed up. Let's be prepared spiritually. And let's come expecting a blessing. Sunday morning, I will recognize all of our teachers and students and school staff. And then Sunday night, we will uh, partake of the Lord's Supper. And that's always such a special time. And we're looking forward to that service as well. Let's hear a song. I love the uh, Nichols family. We haven't played them in a while. They do a great job, good singing, and uh, they're good folks. They love God. They're faithful. But here's a great song entitled, The God That Cannot Fail. I hope you enjoy this song. And then after this song, we'll get into our Bible study in Psalm 126. Well, I guess you've all heard the story in the Bible it was told about the three children and all the idols of gold how the wicked king commanded every knee should bow to Baal they said do what you must we're gonna put our trust in the God that cannot fail well he's a great, great God Jehovah so great be to be praised he's a God that'll take us over every mountain sin is raised out of all the gods have been worshipped, there's a difference you can't tell. He's the only one who ever gave his son, he's the God that cannot fail. They were bound and yet determined, as in the furnace they were thrown. But it didn't take long till the king found out they weren't thrown in the furnace alone. When he came to the edge of the furnace And he first leaned over the rail He counted Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego And the God that cannot fail the great. great God Jehovah, so greatly to be praised He's the God that'll take us over Every mountain sin is raised Out of all the gods who've been worshipped There's a difference you can't tell He's the only one who ever gave his son He's the God that cannot fail Well, he's the great, great God Jehovah So greatly to be praised He's the God that'll take us over Every mountain sin is raised Out of all the gods have been worshipped There's a difference you can't tell He's the only one who ever gave his son He's the God that cannot Amen for that. That's a true song right there. He's the God that cannot fail. Uh, I think all the songs we play are true songs, but I certainly want to mention that. And, uh, and I think they are all true songs. And uh, we, don't, we don't just make up songs just based upon what we think, but our songs ought to be based upon the Word of God. 
And uh, he is the God that cannot fail. He never has. He never will. And uh, he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. So what's the power that worketh in us? Well, it's not us, but it's the power that works in us. It's the power of the Holy Spirit of God that works in us and through us. And praise God for that song. Psalm 126 verse 1 uh, talks about the captivity of Zion. God's people went into captivity because they wandered from God. They strayed from God. Number two, we saw the working of God. God brought them out of captivity. God turned their captivity. God uh, set them free. He put them back in their land, and only God could do that. Then we saw the working of God's people. God wants and God expects and God requires for us to do something. The Christian life is not a life of laziness. Uh, the Christian life is not a life of, well, throw up your hands and, oh, well, I guess we'll just have to let God do everything. Well, of course we trust God, and of course we need God to work, but God expects us to be obedient. God expects us to be faithful. God expects us to do our part, and uh, there's a work for us to do. The Bible talks about sowing in tears before you reap in joy, and going forth. That takes effort. You've got to get up. You've got to go. You've got to do something. Uh, he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. If you think serving God is not work, uh, talk to a farmer sometime. This, this is the comparison. It's the comparison of farming, uh, uh, planting a field, and then reaping that harvest. I want to tell you, it's a lot of work. Now, it's worth it. When that harvest comes in, it's worth it when you, you, you plant and you water and you, you prepare and you, you do all the preparation so you can have the harvest. Uh, but nobody ever said it's easy. And the Christian life is not easy, but let me tell you, it is worth it to serve God. And when we work, God always promises that He will bless and He will reward us for our faithfulness and for our efforts. There's a, a, a blessing that is promised to everybody that will read the Word of God. There's a blessing for those that will hear the Word of God. Revelation chapter 1, it says, Blessed is he that readeth and he that heareth the words of this prophecy. Uh, you say, well, I don't understand all that. Well, I don't understand it all either, how all that works, but I know God promised there's a blessing for reading the Bible. I know there's a blessing that God promises for those who will be faithful. Uh, you don't always see the results. I don't always see the results, but God promises that He will bless us for our faithfulness. And so just do your part. Do what God's called you to do and stay faithful to work and to serve God. Then we saw yesterday, we saw a, a weeping, a, a, a compassion, a, a burden for God to work. Uh, don't let serving God become routine. Don't let serving God become mechanical. Uh, sometimes people will say, well, I don't have a prayer list because I feel like if I have a prayer list, then my prayer just becomes uh, monotonous. It just becomes vain repetition. Well, I understand if that's what works best for you to not have a prayer list. Uh, for me, I need to have a list of, of some kind that I can follow. Uh, if I don't, uh, I, my mind wanders, I get distracted, I'll, I'll forget things. I've got to write things down. But you've got to figure out what works for you. But the, the, the battle is that you got to keep your heart into it. You cannot let the Christian life be uh, like a job where you just go and you, you punch a clock. And by the way, your job shouldn't be like that either. Your work shouldn't be like that. But certainly your relationship with the Lord should not be uh, mechanical. It should not be uh, a, you are a machine. You're just going through the motions. There ought to be heart into it. 
uh, the great command, Jesus said, is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Why is the great command to love? Why isn't the great command to serve? Because if you serve God, that doesn't necessarily mean you love him. Some people just serve him because they have to or because they feel guilty. But if you love him, and if I love him, we will serve him. Jesus said, if you love me, he said, keep my commandments, because there's going to be an evidence that comes from a heart of love. And so there ought to be a burden. There ought to be a compassion. There ought to be a a sincere desire for God to work. And the Bible talks about sowing in tears, and it talks about going forth and weeping. Yes, we should go uh, soul winning, but we should go with tears. Yes, we should pray, but we should pray with tears and pray with compassion. Yes, we should serve God, but we ought to serve God with our heart. We ought to serve God uh, from a heart and a genuine desire to please God. We ought to serve God with the right motives. I'm kind of getting off track here a little bit today, but let me tell you, uh, our motives matter. You say, well, I'm just serving God uh, just because I want to impress people. Well, you may succeed in impressing people, but you're not going to impress God. God is not impressed uh, with us just serving on the outside, on the external for the praise and the glory of man. Uh, The Bible says, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as servants of God doing the will of God from the heart. There ought to be a heart to serve God. And uh, that we talked about that yesterday, a weeping and a, a brokenness for God to work, a, a, a desire to see God do something like only He can do. Let's talk today, let's talk about our witness. Number five, it's the witness of God's people. Verse number six, it says, He that goeth forth, you need to go. Uh, going is the gospel. Uh, going is the great commission. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We got to go. We can't wait for them to come to us. Now, some Christians have that mindset that the Great Commission means that the lost people have to come to the church and hear the gospel and get saved. Well, Well, sometimes it works that way, but usually it's because somebody invited them. Usually it's because you invite a friend or you invite a neighbor or you invite a coworker or you share the gospel with somebody or you give somebody an invitation and then they come. Maybe there are some cases, and I've heard of some, not a lot, but some cases where somebody's just driving by and they see a sign that says, you know, come you know, to this revival or come to this special meeting and, and nobody invites them. They just see a sign and they pull in and they come. And that does happen sometimes. But you know, the vast majority of people that I talk to that got saved, it was because somebody shared the gospel with them. Uh, the vast majority, majority of visitors that come to church is because somebody went and invited them. Somebody made the phone call. Somebody sent the text message. Somebody uh, sent a flyer. Somebody left a flyer on a door. And, and somebody went. Uh, that's part of the, of the gospel and the Great Commission is to go. So it says, he that goeth forth and weepeth. There ought to be compassion. There ought to be uh, a sincere and a genuine heart and desire for people. But if you go, and if you go weeping, but if you don't take the seed with you, you've missed it. You say, well, what's the seed? It says bearing precious seed. Well, what is the seed? Well, the Bible tells us in the Gospels that the seed is the Word of God. The seed is the gospel. When we go, we're not going to try to persuade somebody to a political point of view. We're not going out to sell Girl Scout cookies. 
We're not going out to try to get people to fill out a, 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 you know, a survey. We're going out with the Word of God. Uh, I always I carry in my pocket, I carry these little invitation cards we have at our church. It says, you're invited. It's got the information about the church on the front. But then on the back, it uh, tells the Bible way to heaven. It, it tells us that we're all sinners. It tells us that there's a penalty for sin. It tells us that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for our salvation. It tells us that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It tells us that salvation is a gift. Like the preacher preached last night, salvation is not something to be earned, but salvation is a gift to be received. And that's what we do. We take the seed of the gospel. You may use a, a gospel track or an invitation. Uh, you may go out and you may just share your testimony and share what God did for you. But can I tell you, the seed is the gospel. Uh, I can't change your life. Uh, our church can't change your life. Your family member, your friend cannot change your life, but the gospel can change your life. The Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Uh, what are we supposed to sow? We're supposed to sow the seed of the gospel. The seed is powerful, but the seed must be planted. You, you can't leave the seed in the barn. You can't leave the seed in the bag. It's got to get out. You say, well, what's the soil? The soil is the hearts of man. And as you uh, uh, spread the seed and as you sow the seed, it must be planted. Well, sometimes you plant and it doesn't grow right away. What do you have to do? You have to water. I like what the Apostle Paul says. He says uh, that, that, that some planted and some watered, but God's the one that gave the increase. You have to plant. You have to water. And eventually, that seed will grow. How come? Because it's the power of God. It is the Word of God. It is the gospel, and there's power in the gospel. The Great Commission is found in Matthew, it's found in Mark, it's found in Luke, it's found in John, and then it's found in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, where Jesus said to his disciples, Ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Can I tell you, we are to be witnesses. What is a witness? A witness is just someone who tells what happened in their life. A witness is just someone who says, here's what happened to me. Here's what I saw. Here's what I experienced. And can I tell you, when you tell somebody else what happened to you, what a great opportunity that is for you to be able to tell them how that God can do the same thing in their life as well. Uh, I hope that we'll be burdened to be a witness. I hope we'll be burdened to share the gospel. Maybe there's somebody already that God's placed upon your heart that you need to share the gospel with. Uh, let's be a witness. Let's go. Let's weep, but let's bear precious seed and let's get the gospel out while we can. I hope you have a great day. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you tomorrow. And tomorrow, Lord willing, we'll finish up this Psalm, Psalm 126. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today. 
and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.